Welcome back to a new episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and as always, we have Shyler from B1029. And as we are just a few days away of wrapping up 2023, putting a bow on it and shipping it back to where it came from, uh, we are going to recap some of the big Hollywood news co- stories that we covered through 2023. And look, as Shyler and I were going through the list, we're like, gosh, I know we're going to miss stuff, but this is the stuff that kind of jumped out at us as we were as we were talking about this podcast uh, as kind of recapping 2023. So the first thing that jumped out at us, obviously the the rust shooting, the the whole uh, court cases went down during this year. The, the, the rust shooting happened in 2021, but they filed charges against Alec Baldwin and the armor from the film Hannah Gutierrez Reed in 2023. Now, the charges were dropped against Baldwin, and I believe the case against Hannah Gutierrez Reed is going to be happening in February of 2024. But just in October, they were the grand. They were, I guess prosecutors are going to go against a grand jury because there was some, I guess, new evidence or something they were going to try and bring up to recharge Alec Baldwin. And then there were some videos that got released, behind the scene videos released of Baldwin actually looking like he's caring about the the staff because he's like on the ground and before they start rolling, he tells people move out of the way. I don't want to point the gun at you. Um, and seemingly kind of going against what initially was brought up about Alex saying that um, when it came to training, he just wasn't paying attention. He was late, didn't really care. Um, and anyway, it was kind of a, he said, she said type of thing, but I guess we'll find out if Alec is going to be recharged again. It hasn't, really been decided either way but they're planning on going up against a grand jury again to see if they can recharge Baldwin with the uh with the charges and the shooting of the cinematographer Helena Hutchins but that was that was a bit of a circus there as far as you know who was really at fault I mean it was obviously a, a tragedy you know a tragic thing that happened but no one wanted to take or wanted to take the blame for it obviously no one wanted to own up to it and they're trying to at least put the blame on somebody but right now there's no one to put the blame on yeah i mean this was all like a really like scary thing like because mm-hmm. it, it's like all the information we kept getting almost made it more confusing <laughs> you know right. yeah at first it was like how does this even happen and then you get the details and you're like well baldwin should know better like he's been in the business this long, like he should know better. And then we get evidence that shows that he does know better, and he he really was the more responsible party, I think. Right. It's just been such a crazy situation and easily avoidable. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, you know, Baldwin seemingly put blame on the on the armor Gutierrez Reed and it seemed like Gutierrez Reed was putting blame on Baldwin. I, I don't know. The, the whole thing just was, you know, pointing fingers and no one really owning up to it. I mean, look, it was a, it was a terrible thing that happened. Um, it's not the first time this has ever happened. And it's just, and we talked about it in a previous episode, I think it was called like checks and balances. Um, but yeah. you know, making sure that look, if you're going to be using, you know, rounds on set, 
you know, making sure a that they're blanks, b is properly loaded, and c making sure everyone knows how to handle it. We've talked about Keanu Reeves when he's training for John Wick. The, I mean, you see the the John Wick films and Keanu Reeves. I mean, the the training that they go through through those films. I've watched a lot of them on YouTube, especially when they're when they're doing the uh, tactical training. I mean, obviously they're using live rounds, but Keanu knows how to handle each and every one of those weapons, and the amount of effects and obviously guns going off during those films. I mean, honestly, if you watch any of them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, the amount of checks and balances that has to go on during filming, I mean, is, I mean, you, you, everyone's got to know what's going on. And um, yeah, it's just an unfortunate incident that happened. And like I said, not the first time it's happened, but obviously we don't want it happening again. It's just, checks and balances yeah i mean i was i've been I, I come from a family of of hunters and a few mm -hmm. military men it's like i have known from a very young age how not only how not not only how to handle a weapon a gun but how to handle being around guns right. it is mm -hmm. something that i 100 percent like you everyone should be educated on how just to exist in the vicinity of a weapon like that it's yeah. so important to have you treat every every weapon like it is live and loaded you never and i understand you know a movie shot you've got to have like a certain angle or whatever i personally don't ever think that's necessary <laughs> to point a gun at a person unless unless you are 100% okay with potentially killing them like you don't point a yeah. gun or any anything at in at a person period but even if you think it's not loaded you treat it like it's loaded and i don't know if so, so like I, i'm that's how i feel about like movies it's like i don't need to see down the barrel of a gun in a movie right like it, it's just to me it's just unnecessary but you know for the sake of argument i guess it's like you have to like you have to treat every weapon like it is like it is live and loaded mm -hmm. exactly yep exactly um also another case that happened this year uh, in fact we just we literally just talked about it in our last episode jonathan majors um he was convicted of two uh, counts of um or excuse me, one count of third-degree assault and one count of second-degree harassment. He was acquitted of two other charges. Both of the counts he was charged for were misdemeanors. Um, this is all stemming from his arrest back in March of his, assaulting his ex-girlfriend, uh, Grace Jabari, in Manhattan. Obviously, while we were covering this, the evidence that was coming through did not look good for majors. And as you know, he's was kind of set to be the the big, to kind of carry on the the this part of the, Marvel Cinematic Universe as the as the villain main villain Kang the Conqueror and obviously with the with the conviction Disney dropped Majors just hours after his conviction um and so I mean it, it's unfortunate because you know Jonathan also being in the the latest Creed film I mean he's he's a great actor but unfortunately now his career is just tanked because of of what happened and and we also learned too during the 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 trial that 
there was not just this incidence that happened when he was arrested on March 26th. There was some other incidences during their relationship between Jonathan and Grace Jabari that I guess there were some other alleged incidents of, of abuse. Um, so yeah, it's just a terrible thing, obviously. And I mean, now you're majors and you basically are out of work. I mean, it's kind of hard I'm to come back from that. I mean, yeah. especially, especially with, you know, today's society. Ugh, I mean, it's going to be years, I think, before we will even see majors on a screen of some sort starring in although, anything. Although it's not impossible. And it is and not we, impossible. Uh, You're right. And we've, and we've seen in recent years how like canceled celebrities can make their comeback and have their redemption stories. It's mm. not hard to do. It is. I mean, it, you just have to want to put in the work. Now, what he could do is make sizable donations to um, programs that protect abused women. He could right. spend some time volunteering and and donating his time towards helping causes like that. If he was, if he is willing to put in the work, I don't, I don't necessarily think this could be a complete death sentence for his career. We right. just have to see yeah. if he's going to be willing to put gonna, in the work. Right, exactly, and you know, some counseling, obviously, because yeah, by that time, like, Marvel's yeah, already set sail. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're done. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think they, uh, I, I think that it seems that Jonathan may have some anger issues just based yeah. on what was brought up in this trial. So obviously some counseling, but you're right, you know, doing some charitable work, um, volunteering donations uh, to help those that are, that have been in abusive relationships. Um, you're right. I, I think that it, it, it's going to be a while, but, but you're right. It's not impossible. We've seen it before. And, and I hope that it does. I mean, just for the sake of like, Oh, not I do too. Like trying to save face with his career. I right. think that, especially in when you get publicly outed like this mm -hmm. and this, this can go like even to us. If you know, a friend calls us out for problematic behavior, it's like showing people that you respond well to criticism and listen, act, actually listen, take advice and make changes in the right direction. I, I think that that's, I think that says a lot about your character and you as a person, if you are able to do that. Right. I agree. And look, I know a lot of people were calling early on for Disney and Marvel to drop majors, but um, I think, and I, and I believe I heard this during an episode with uh, Ryan Seacrest, that I think Disney was, they learned from their mistakes with Johnny Depp, as we learned from that trial, that, you know, after yeah, the whole trial started true. and, the, and, and the, the defamation trial, you know, they Disney just dropped... Johnny Depp from anything future with pirates. And it turns out that, you know, Depp actually wasn't what Amber Heard said. Yeah. I mean, granted there were some things that yes, he did do, but it wasn't to the degree that Amber Heard made it out to be. And I think Disney learned like, Ooh, I think we might've jumped the gun there. And Johnny Depp and, is another fantastic example of right. taking criticism and moving forward with it and yeah. changing for the better. You know, he's, mm -hmm you know, focused a lot more on music and he's made his, the, the settlement, like he donated, like he's not yes. making money off of it. Like, right. Yeah. I think that just, this is, yeah. He just wanted his name cleared. Exactly. Yes. 
I, I think that if majors, when this got, when this happened, I mean, obviously for majors, you know, an up and coming star panic mode, I feel like if he just would have came clean, like, look, yes, I lost my cool. I did what I did. I'm sorry. I think, I think it would have saved face a little bit. I mean, obviously still not trying to belittle what happened, but I think if he would have just initially came clean, he's like, yep, I did it. I'm sorry. I lost my cool. Shouldn't have done that. And immediately started counseling, you know, volunteer work, help, you know, that sort of thing. I think we probably could have still had him as King in the MCU, yeah. but because he denied it, saying Kong. it's Kong or King. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard both ways, okay. but anyway, I, I think if we, if he would have went that route, we probably still would have had him in the MCU. He still would have been fine. I mean, obviously it would have had like a little, you know, gray, like, eh, but still he admitted it, came clean, but, he denied it. He, you know, pled not guilty. His defense was saying it's all a, a you know, collaborated story. Yeah, and then all the evidence comes out. Then the only like, evidence came out. It's like, what a come fool. On, man. Yeah. I mean, when so, you get called on your crappy behavior, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand, you know, especially when you know you've done it. Like, of course, right. there's going to be receipts and evidence to back up someone else's claim because you know that you're, you've done it. You can't just deny like that. Right. Yeah. It's just so people and, and it's know. egos. And um, of course, you get that a lot in Hollywood. Well, that is true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Um, another court case that we still have no idea what's happening with. Uh, well, I shouldn't say another one. We don't know what's happening. We know what happened with Jonathan Majors. Obviously, the the rush shooting, we're still waiting. But Lizzo, this was the one that kind of oh, came out of left field. Um, I forgot. Yeah, Lizzo had a lawsuit filed against her by three former backup dancers, Crystal Williams, Ariana Davis, and Noel Rodriguez. They were claiming that hostile work environment, um, you know, being forced to do things they didn't, they weren't comfortable doing in a sexual nature, um, going to body shaming, shaming, sex shows, things like that. Um, And so it was a lot of, I mean, then, you know, other people started coming forward. There was a former director on the, on the Lizzo, uh, like was like a tour video or something that also said the same thing. And, you know, Lizzo released a statement, you know, basically not really denying it. It, it was a weird statement from Lizzo. It was like it, it didn't it. it, it and I, I'm going to have to find what she said because we, were, we, we had talked about it. Um, and. Yeah, it just. I forgot all about that. It's been yeah. quiet. It has been quiet. Yeah. Um, I wonder if like Lizzo has an amazing PR team that is keeping it quiet or yeah. if there's not really a lot of evidence to support. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, obviously yeah. there was enough to support to file a motion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I guess there's um there, there's some evidence that show the three, four dancers, you know, backstage with performers at a topless cabaret show in Paris and those backup dancers allegedly saying that they were forced to go to it. Um, 
and I am trying to find that uh, statement that Lizzo had had said. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very kind of. Well, it was the, messy. It was. It wasn't like the best statement, but it was. But anyway, but you know, like another former employee filed a lawsuit for pretty much the same thing. So, yeah, it has been quiet. No, we there's really been no. Oh yeah, here it is. I, I found it. So, you know, she talks about it, and she wrote this on her Instagram that she says, "quote My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized." Um, usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. Um, you know, talks about the stories from the former employees and she goes on to say, you know, as an artist, I've always been very passionate about what I do. I take my music and my performances seriously because at the end of the day, I only want to put out the best art that represents me and my fans. Um, she also says to quote, sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued or as an important part of the team. I'm not here to be looked at as a victim, but I also know that I am not the villain that people and the media have portrayed me to be these last few days. Um, she goes on to saying that, yeah, she's very open about her sexuality and expressing herself. We all know that about Lizzo. Mm -hmm. as there's no, there's no denying that there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she ends it with, I'm hurt, but I will not let the good work I've done in this world be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who has reached out to support to lift me up during this difficult time. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of a, I mean, she doesn't say, no, this is false. I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it was kind of a, I mean, obviously it's a PR statement, but it has yeah, but been it's quiet. Also like she's owning I mean, because I because we, yeah, we did she, dissect this a little bit because yeah, it did, was like, yeah. you know, you when you sign up to be a dancer or be a part of someone's tour, you know, it, you can't the I, I could see how maybe she was a little strict on sizes, mm -hmm. like not particularly like weight. But I mean, if you lose a bunch of weight or you gain a bunch of weight and you don't fit into your costumes like that's I mean, you couldn't do that you know, on Broadway, you know, you, right. we can't, we can't be constantly letting out or taking in your costumes. It's like you, when you sign up for a tour, you're signing up to adhere to these parameters and these standards. So that part of it, I get, I do have a little bit of like sympathy for, like I understand, but, mm -hmm. and then like the, the weird like sex show thing or whatever that happened, it's like, did she have a did Lizzo have a gun to your head? <laughs> she yeah, made really. you go to this weird sex thing. Like you don't have to do you're an adult. You don't have yeah, you to don't do have to. Yeah, just yes. like no, I'm good. You guys have fun. Yeah. It's right, it's not exactly. like these are minors. These are, you know, these are actual adult people. I mean, I understand if she was, you know, being like you're kicked off my tour if you don't do if you don't go to this show or don't witness this, but it's like there was no like sexual assault happening. It was just right. like you witnessed something that made you uncomfortable, then leave. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so the latest that I that I remember, this was in the end of September, 
uh, Lizzo's lawyers uh, asked the judge to dismiss the case. Um, however, the attorney for the former backup dancers responded, saying that, quote, the key takeaway is that Lizzo is agreeing to our client's demand for a jury trial. We look forward to presenting our case in court and letting a panel of her peers decide who is telling the truth. So when that is, don't know yet. But now. apparently it's going to happen. So we'll we'll see what actually happens with that. Um, okay, so some other kind of shocking news from 2023. We One of it we learned from the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Rihanna, who was the performer, is preggers. Oh yeah. Watching her perform, you're like, it is she? And you're watching, and yep, sure is. And ASAP <laughs> Rocky. Or I'm sorry, not ASAP Rocky, but Rihanna's father found out the same way we did. Oh, um, no way. Yeah, TMZ reported that Rihanna's father found out about their about her and ASAP Rocky's second baby, just like everyone else. Ronald Fenty told TMZ that obviously he's over the moon, but um, he was watching and saw the baby bump and said, quote, oh my God, my baby girl looks pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, we all thought that too. Um, and they, it was a boy. Um, and they named it uh, uh, Riza, Riza Athelstan Mayors, yeah, I After don't ever try. I remember Riza, yeah. Um, but yeah, Riza was born on May 13th in LA. That's according to the Daily Mail. So, yeah, that was shocking. Um, also, uh, some relationship stuff, too, obviously. Lots of relationships, lots stuff of relationship is. stuff. This yeah, was a heartbreak it, year, it was so we had so many more splits than like new relationships. Oh, I know. And we're not going to get into all. I mean, look, we, we, um, uh, Hugh Jackman and his wife split. That was one of them. Um, another yeah. one, another one that was getting a lot of attention was Ariana Grande. Um, obviously she and Dalton Gomez were married and then she's doing this movie wicked. Um, and finds out that she's having this little side relationship with her co-star, Ethan Slater, who he's also married. And it just kind of came out that they're in a relationship, both of which are still married. Um, and Ethan's uh, now ex-wife was blindsided, and Dalton was obviously blindsided. Uh, but Ariana and Dalton finalized their divorce in October. Um, they listed their date of separation as February 20th. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Ethan Slater and his ex-wife have a have a child together. So, uh, yeah, Ariana, the, the finalization between Ariana and Dalton was that she was going to pay him one point two five million dollars. In lieu of spouse support. So thanks for being married. Here's some money. Bye now. Yep. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Indeed. And apparently Ariana and Ethan have been living together. I think they're in, last I heard was, was it New York? Because Ethan's on Broadway for uh, the uh, uh, Monty Python uh, musical, I think it is. I think he's doing that one. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was kind of, that was a bit cringy. Um, another one too, uh, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. That was a little messy to begin with. Oh, that um, was super messy. Yeah, 
because we found out Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, you know, split. They were getting divorced. Um, there was something that allegedly Joe Jonas saw on a ring camera of Sophie saying something that caused Joe Jonas to realize it was over. And then it was turning into a, a media circus of blaming Sophie Turner, which you and I talked about in a previous episode when this news broke, because they were kind of making Sophie Turner like the party girl and always wanted to party. And Joe Jonas just wanted to stay home. But when you look at photos and other things, it's like you don't see Sophie Turner partying. And Joe Jonas is on tour with his brothers. So how is Sophie, so- <laughs> how is Sophie Turner the, the party girl and Joe Jonas is the guy that wants to stay home? Well, yeah, yeah she, was, and she's done so many interviews throughout the years where yes. she's said, if I could just never leave my bed, like I would yeah. do this interview in my bed. I prefer to do this interview in my bed. I don't want to be here. I want to be at home. And especially since she's had children. That's right, been two like daughters. Her, yeah, that's been her MO. She would prefer to be at home. And like Joe's camp used these pictures of her at a rap party for a project that she had done because she was out at a bar with her castmates from a project that she had finished filming. And it's like, what she went out one time, but they posted a a series of pictures. Yeah. They posted a series of pictures and it's like, these pictures are all from the same night. She's in the same outfit, same makeup, same hair. Like this is this, this, these aren't multiple occasions. This is one evening. Try again. Yeah, exactly. And so, and then it was also with their daughters too. There was, you know, allegedly Turner was trying to get their passports to take them back to England and Jonas wouldn't give it to her. Um, So Turner allegedly sued Joe Jones, excuse me. And then they had a hearing that basically said, look, they can't leave New York. That's it. And then after that, they had a little, you know, mediation between the two of them. And then they released a joint statement, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner did, about their temporary custody agreement that said, you know, they've agreed to have equal time in both homes in the UK and the US. Because initially, when Joe and Sophie were together, they were going to make the UK their home. Sophie really wanted to go back home to the UK. And allegedly, there were plans in place to have... Joe and Sophie and their two daughters moved to the UK. That was going to be their permanent home. I guess they were renting and they were going to intend to buy. And then obviously their relationship went kablooey. But um, the temporary custody uh, agreement lasts through January 7th, this upcoming January 7th. And so we'll kind of see what happens there. But yeah, it was it was a very messy, like blame Sophie Turner type of thing to begin with and now everyone's good so i I think the whole i think everyone saw through that little tactic there to try to blame sophie turner and then they were just like "Ooh, maybe we should just back off and uh play nice yeah and and thankfully so because it looks like they you know at least through the holidays you know could see have equal time and then they can kind of see what happens there after january 7th with their with their two daughters um, what another we have break- gotten out of this breakup is that um, Sophie Turner is a petty, petty princess, and I love that for her. <laughs> yeah, and also but- she got Taylor Swift in the in the divorce, which I think is oh yeah. I mean, we've seen Austin. Sophie Turner ever since then. I mean, she's at the Chiefs game. She's out partying with not really partying, but out celebrating uh, 
birthdays with with Taylor, and so yeah, I mean, we Sophie Turner's been hanging with Taylor as kind of like a get my mind off a type of thing, which has been good for her. But I yeah, still not the party princess that everyone thought she was or made her try to make her out to be. No, it was such a power move too to be like oh, for okay. Sure. But I mean, it started with like she put Taylor Swift songs and her stories on Instagram and stuff. And it was like, oh, no. Oh, no. What's happening? What's happening right now? <laughs> exactly. Um, another shocking split. Britney Spears or Britney Spears and Sam Asghari split. Uh, they divorced back in August. Um, th- that one was too a, a bit of. um a media circus, too, because there was allegedly an argument over cheating um and allegedly Brittany was threatening to harm herself at times and it was just kind of like oh boy here we go and i i don't believe that there was any of that really if i remember correctly i i could be completely wrong on that because it's it's been a minute since then um but I, I even think didn't didn't Sam release a statement? Because I mean, there was allegedly you know Britney Spears attacked Sam while he was sleeping because that was right around the time we knew that obviously we knew the 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 memoir was coming out and TMZ had this whole Britney Spears thing. Um, yeah, the documentary or whatever. Yeah forgot about that yeah and britney spears actually released a statement saying quote as everyone knows uh sam and i are no longer together six years is a long time to be with someone i'm a little shocked but i'm not here to explain why because only it's honestly nobody's business but i couldn't take the pain anymore honestly in some sort of telepathic way i've been receiving so many messages that melt my heart from friends and i thank you i've been playing it strong for way too long and my instagram hit may seem perfect but it's far from reality I think we all know that. Um, which that was a little like, oh, Brittany can be cryptic at times. Um, so we don't know what was really going on behind the scenes there when when she's saying that. Um, obviously, there's going to be a follow-up memoir, which obviously we're going to probably hear more about Sam Asghari and what led up to their divorce in memoir number two. Yeah. Um, but... Obviously, that was a little shocking because we we all thought that Sam was kind of the one that was kind of Britney's, you know, knight in shining armor to get her out of the conservatorship, you know, a, a companion to always have her back, which he seemed like. But after six years, it's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe not the white knight we all thought he was. I don't know. I guess, yeah. I guess we'll have to wait for memoir number two which we'll talk about the memoir here in just a minute. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a little shocking that I, I really thought that those two like, Oh, okay, cool. Hey, Brittany's got her man. That's got her back and she's got this memoir coming out. We're good to go. And you no, know? but I will say though, that since the, the breakup, I mean, obviously Brittany kind of went back to some more risque type of Instagram posting, but she does have a reason for it. Or so she's or what she says. She has a reason for it. Um, but it's, it's toned down since then, you know, like she's got to get out whatever she needs to get out. And then she's, you know, back to Brittany, (laughs) you know, doing her thing. That's our girl. 
yeah. So I, yeah, we'll be curious to see what memoir number two has to say about, about Sam Asgarian. Cause she talks about being single and you know how she's been since being single. So, I mean, she's doing okay. Yeah. It's just, but yeah, I mean, I, it's just kind of one when she says that couldn't take the pain anymore. Um, and that the reality that her posts have been far from reality. You're like, Ooh, okay. What's been going on? Um, before we get to memoirs, one more split that was shocking. Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. People forgot about Joe Alwyn. Since, I wish I could. Since, <laughs> since <laughs> October. Um, this happened in uh, April that a uh, entertainment tonight said that uh, the breakup happened. Um, I, well, I, the, the first it was first reported in early April, but the breakup happened in March. A source says, "Quote: The relationship had just run its course, and we 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 know that you know Taylor will keep things private, what she wants private. But we hadn't seen a lot of Taylor and Joe lately, and so we we're just kind of like, oh, you know, Taylor's just being private." No, Taylor and Joe just weren't together anymore. And so they began dating in 2016. So, I mean, they were together for, gosh, you know, six, seven years almost. Yeah. Well, and this, it, I did not become a Swifty until a year ago, until Midnight's came out. And that's when that's I began my Swifty transformation. And don't worry, when I have to Yes, Church it doesn't make me any it doesn't make me any less of a Swifty because when I hyperfixate on something, I make it my entire personality and I have. Yeah. And all that we have learned through cuz I listening to Midnight's I was like this sounds like a breakup album. Like this does not sound like like there's not a single like happy lyrical song on there. In fact, yeah. We figured out that like the one line that's super sweet is that she, you know, that's that was taking taken the the inspiration for which was taken from Paul McCartney. It was like mm -hmm. it had nothing to do yeah. with Joe. Right. Well, and and the song Antihero. I mean, yes. you know, honestly had, you know, UK touches, you know, tea time, um, you know, everyone calling, you know, basically thinking she's the villain and you know why are you rooting for someone like me the anti-hero um you know monster on the hill so you're right Pitty i mean you know lavender haze was also kind of yeah and so obviously it had to be something with joe alwyn because you know tea time and you're like yes well, yeah i, I kind of wonder what that was about so obviously some people didn't care for taylor swift in his circle um well and it know, was yeah you know, karma was, lavender haze you're right yeah bejeweled was my favorite because it was bejeweled really told us that they had been on again off again for a while because mm -hmm. she says you know and when i meet the band and they ask do i have a man i can say i don't remember because they've been back and forth and up and down so many times you know, she's like, I miss you, but I miss sparkling. I miss who I am. I miss being on tour. I miss being true to myself. Like, it's been fun being in love with you. And I do miss that, but I I have to be true to myself. And what right. I could I could talk for days. We need to have a Taylor Swift episode. It's just me talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and 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 also too, her uh, song "Vigilante." You, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Even like the That's... first few lines, you know, you did some bad things, but I'm the worst of them. Sometimes I wonder which one will be your last lie. Yep. They say looks can kill and I might try. I don't dress for men I don't, or women. I don't dress for men. Lately, I've been dressing for revenge. Like, ew, okay. Well, yeah, because it's like there's not a single like, lo- I mean, if you look at Lover, like Lover was the falling in love album. Mm-hmm. And it it is such a solid, it's such a good album. And it's so like bubblegum, rainbows and f- good good vibes. Midnight's did not have that. Right. I mean, Midnight's is fantastic, but it it never. Oh, yeah. The that's, Jewel was that's, the only song where I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then you listen to the lyrics. It's like, oh, oh, hang on. <laughs> hang on. This is a little, this is a little petty. You throwing a curveball, Taylor? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, and then, you know, Dumois has been posting all this stuff about how Taylor and Joe actually got married. Oh, yeah. And it was yeah. like, no, no, they didn't. <laughs> No, yeah. Exactly. Um, another. So uh, let's go to. There was a few memoirs and some revelations that came out. Uh, first, we'll talk about Jessica Simpson. Remember the uh, she did a uh, as a it was a short story or quote short and true story called Movie Star. They always say they're single. Um, this was back in February. Where she revealed that after her divorce from Nick Lachey in 2006, she shared a kiss with an unnamed A-list star celebrity at a Beverly Hills hotel. And that this person, this A-list celebrity, told Jessica that the relationship with his girlfriend was, quote, completely over. And they would hang out at nightclubs, at friends' homes, on a movie set. set. But then Jessica said she started to feel like, quote, a call girl. Um, because at one time she was going to meet him at a hotel, but she had to use the private entrance and walk up the emergency stairs to avoid being seen by quote, his chick. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And so, you know, she said that ultimately things ended with this celebrity saying, quote, I didn't care if he was my teenage fantasy come to life. This was not a choice. That same girl, my younger self would be proud of. Well, after, I guess, some digging and some investigating, some people f- believe that person that she is talking about is Mark Wahlberg. I think so, too. Yeah. And obviously, Mark had... It's the same person he's with now, correct? Yeah. That, yeah. So, allegedly, people believe that the people, the person that she's talking about is Mark Wahlberg. Now, people have asked, and she kind of laughs it off. But it almost kind of confirms, like, oh, I guess it was Marky Mark. Um, so that was a little juicy tidbit to kick off 2023. Yes. Um, and then later on, obviously, we got uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's memoir, which all of a sudden Jada Pinkett Smith just started vomiting everything about her and Will Smith's relationship. <laughs> the big revelation was that they've actually been separated since 2016. This was like right before her memoir was released. Yeah, which was right before Britney Spears' memoir was released, and so yeah, they've been living you know separate lives, and um, they the whole on when they would see him on the red carpet and at events was all just for show. There was no realness behind it. Um, 
she's she did an interview with Hoda Kotb on today, and you know she says I think we were both stuck in our fantasy of what we thought the other person should be. By the time it got around 2016, um, yeah, they just it was all just to for show, you know, like oh yeah, we're one big happy family. I love my wife. No, you guys are separated. But Jada went on to say that, well, I, I'm not going to be that person that, that's going to get divorced. I'm not going to break that promise. Well, we've already said you did. You broke the promise. Both of you did. You've been separated for almost eight years. Yeah. Seven years. Don't, don't say, well, I can't break the promise. You already broke the promise. You did. And then yeah. Will Smith, being Will Smith, he had to say his piece and after he read the memoir, he said it, quote, woke him up. He said, quote, when you've been with someone for more than half your life, a sort of emotional blindness sets in. And you can all, all too easily lose your sensitivity to their hidden nu nuances and subtle beauties. Um, he also went on to say, you know, I wish I would have hugged you more. Um, you know, he said, I wish I, if I would have read this book 30 years ago, I definitely would have hugged you more. I'll start now. Welcome to the Authors Club. I love you immensely. Now go get some Merlot and take a rest. That's what he wrote to or to Jay Shetty, um, who shared that message with Jade on his podcast episode. I mean, I, I feel so bad for Will. I mean, yeah. I hate to put to make anyone be the villain in this series, but or in this story, but I'm sorry. I I feel the villain is Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean, look. If that's fine. You got this memoir coming out. That's great. But then you just go off and just start spewing all this stuff and just, and, and, and Will just kind of like, look, if I'm Will, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. You know what? If you don't want to break the promise, quote unquote, I will. It's already been broken. Yes, exactly. Why, why make, why keep you and the rest of your family unhappy if no one is happy? Why? And we, we've, we've died. We've, we've, we dove deep into that in a previous episode, but to just wrap it up, it's like, just break the quote unquote promise and move on. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, this has been such a force fed. Like I, I, I don't need to read the book. I've already, I've already read no, it. She's suspended. Of, she spelled oh, everything she needed to spell out. She look, she, she loved Tupac. I think more than anybody. She was not happy when she married Will. She was, it was almost like she was forced into marrying Will. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like Will tried to do the best he could. And obviously, she I don't know if she really wanted to try or not try. They did try. But obviously, they've been separated since 2016. But now, apparently, since the Oscar slap, it's reignited their relationship. And it's like, ah, geez. so really, it took him to make a national spectacle for you. Like, oh, I love this man. Really? Exactly. Exactly. Really? Well, and I hate that she is like romanticizing Tupac again. I mean, I feel like yes. she always has, but like particularly for the hype around her memoir, because that's mm -hmm. not fair. No. Like, and, and some of the things that she had said were debunked. Like, oh, she went to go visit him in prison or whatever, and he wasn't even in that particular prison at the time that right. she said she went and visited him, like she's yeah. lying and using his memory and his legacy as like a trampoline or a, or a stepping stone 
and it's it's really just that's really gross. It's like she's stepped all over Will, so she's like trying to step on Tupac's memory and legacy to gain even more notoriety because it's not fame at this point. It's like she's established herself in like the history of of Hollywood. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's no denying that. But at this point, nothing she's doing is helping. <laughs> no. No, it's just this entire year screen. has been a bad year for the two of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and then just shortly after her memoir came out, Britney Spears' memoir came out. That was when everyone really wanted to know. Yeah. I mean, that that one, I mean, look, if Jada wanted to say her piece, she should have set her memo- her memoir out like earlier in the year. But yeah, I'm sorry, it got overshadowed by Britney. We when we all knew Britney's memoir was coming out. I don't care whose memoir is coming out. We wanted to know Britney's story. I read and, it so fast. <laughs> oh, I mean, we, I blitzed through you, that. You thing. shared. You you did an episode where we just that's where we talked about what you what you what some of the big revelations to you were. Obviously, a lot about her relationship with Justin Timberlake. That you know she had an abortion. Um, obviously, she cheated on Justin. And yeah, I mean the, the 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 things about Justin Timberlake we learned, obviously we're like oh, that I mean, was not, juicy. Yeah, like not surprising, but you're just like oh, okay. And um, like the best part about it is that like it's it didn't it didn't end up like canceling him. You know what I mean? No, it it he's, didn't. And he'll he'll be fine. He's Justin Timberlake. He's always gonna be fine. But it really helped her. And I think it helped people have a little more, it made her more relatable and Mm -hmm. sympathetic. I mean, I think it helped people be more sympathetic towards her because a lot of people still make the like, oh, Britney's crazy jokes and comments and stuff. But her kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit and being really real and raw and vulnerable, I think made her more relatable to people. Yeah, I think so too. And and after the the the, mem- the memoir got released, she already announced that a second one is com- is coming. And because the 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 this one ends pretty much with her and, and Sam Asghari, right? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we're gonna find out what happened with her and Sam Asghari, how she's been since. Um. So I'm I'm curious to see. Obviously, a lot of people want to know what happened there. Um, yeah, I would yeah, like to know like, what happened there. And then I also, um, I also want to know like the aftermath of the first memoir. Like, I would mm-hmm. really like to know how she felt about the 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 reception of the memoir. Mm-hmm. And how the and to see if that if it helped her as much as I, I think that it would have or should have. Right. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see in twenty twenty four. Is is a memoir coming out in twenty twenty four? Or we don't even know yet. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I hope so. Twenty twenty four. Yeah, I hope All so. Right. So let's finish up. I think this is kind of like our. It's not only really a wa story, but I think this is probably when you look back at 2023, at least the very first part of 2023, this one 
I mean, I saw the interview and you really cheered this guy on. I mean, you really did. And that was Jeremy Renner. Now, his snowplow accident happened on New Year's Eve, but we didn't know until New Year's Day what had happened. Now, if you remember, it was a very snowy day in Nevada. He has a house. And they were going to have, uh, I think they were going to, they were going to celebrate New Year's. And so he has a, a snowcat, a big plow. And so he was going to help his, uh, his nephew who had gotten stuck. And unfortunately the snowplow didn't get, the brake didn't engage. And the snowcat was moving toward his nephew and he got his nephew out of the way, but the snowcat ran over Renner. And I mean, I, uh, the, one of the, um, one of Jeremy's neighbors who actually was one of the people that, you know, got to Renner, called 911, and he says in the interview with Diane Sawyer that that aired in April, quote, it was blood, the amount of blood. And then he was he was just in such pain. And they even played the 911 call. You can just hear Jeremy just groaning and it's mm-hmm. just so much pain. And we I mean I the neighbor also goes on to say that um and then when I looked at his head, it appeared to me it had been cracked wide open. I could see white. I don't know if that was a skull. If if it, maybe it was just my imagination, but that's what I thought I saw. That and, was so scary. Yeah. And Jeremy told Diane Sawyer, quote, and I'm thinking like, what's my body look like? Am I just going to be like a spine and a brain, like a science experiment? Is that my existence now? And we all thought so too. I mean, we we heard about the extent of his injuries. We thought he was likely not going to walk again. But he, I mean, his recovery. I mean, you we saw when I watched that interview. I mean, he's you know he's using the aid of a walker, but I mean he's moving, and he's doing all those you know th- all the all the physical therapy. And he goes on to say, "I shifted the narrative being at." of it being victimized or making a mistake or anything else. And he refused to be quote haunted by that accident. So that was kind of his drive. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to walk. I don't care. And just from the extent of his injuries and what he did to, I mean, he he's basically walking around like the latest I saw, I think he's even walking without a cane because at the end of that interview, he was just using a cane. Yeah. To, to go from being run over by several a, a huge machine like that to we thought he was going to die. We thought he was never going to walk again, act again, to you could probably go and be Hawkeye now again, you know, maybe with some, you know, stunt doubles. Yeah, for sure. He could still go do some stuff, but I mean, gosh, that was that was scary. And then you just want to stand up and applaud him for what he, what he did to go to get back, you know, as much normalcy as he could, which is just about almost a hundred percent. Yeah. Cause he was even documenting it too, all on his social media. Like he did, like there was some like water therapy, you know, he's doing stretches with a, with a, like a huge rubber band. I mean, he was, he was determined. And it's so cool because, like, I mean, if we call it like we see it, if he wasn't Jeremy Renner, 
he probably would not have had the success story that we're hearing today. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he is obviously in excellent shape to begin with. So that probably yeah. helped immensely. And then, you know, he's, he's trained before, like he knows, he knows what to do, how to do it. And he has trainers that can help him do it safely. Doctors that are going to help him do it safely. So that's mm-hmm. really helps with like his road to recovery. But right. it, it's been, I, I've, I have not had like genuine concern like that in a long time over a celebrity. And it was, yeah, it was, that was touch and go. That was really scary. Yeah. And hearing the 911 call, oh my God. Oh, I know. You, you, you almost felt how he did just from hearing that. Oh, it was a, a pure panic. Yeah. Like hearing that, it was like, this is, there's no way this is going to end well. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, anyway, yeah, it's uh, definitely, I mean, he's on his, his Instagram. And in fact, I'm looking at it right now. And this was, this was posted five weeks ago, six weeks ago. He says, quote, today marks the day on 10 months of recovery. First attempt at any of this activity where he's, he's in shoes and he's just like doing like gallops and skipping down his driveway. I mean, he, he looks like he he was never injured. That's crazy. The way he's moving now, you would never know that he had suffered what he did on New Year's Eve of 2022. Crazy. So, yeah, definitely, definitely our, our big hero, I feel, of 2023. And now, look, we'll at least mention it. Yes, Taylor Swift. There we go. Okay, we'll mention it. We talked about it. On, if you want to know more about it, you can listen to previous episodes. Like the we last talk about almost five every weeks, episode. six weeks. <laughs> but, yes, we'll, we will mention Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Okay. There. Yeah, honorable mention. We'll see. We'll see what 2024 brings. Indeed. I'm very curious. Well, that's going to be pretty predictions. Gosh, well, okay. If if Kansas City makes the Super Bowl, I fear we're going to have a Taylor sighting. She's going to be there. And poor Usher is going to be overshadowed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. Um, I okay. I, and not just about Taylor Swift. I mean, like twenty four, twenty twenty four in general. Well, I I kind of feel we are going to we're going to get some breakup news. Some there's going to be some big celebrity breakup that's going to happen. There's also going to be some big celebrity relationship news as far as like someone getting together. Like, oh, didn't see that one coming. Um. There will be a big movie blockbuster of some sort. Um, I don't know. I, I it's hard to. I, I hate to make a prediction, and then I look like a idiot when I make the. Or prediction. you look like a genius. Or maybe I look like a genius. But if I have to make one one prediction, I always say I made the prediction about about Kansas city and, and, and Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. If that does happen, that's my prediction there. But outside of that, Oh, 
I am going to predict that Britney Spears is going to be in a serious relationship in 2024. I would love that for her. That that's that's going to be my prediction. Don't know with who, but she will be in a serious relationship. She will have moved on from Sam Asghari and she will have a new new person in her life. Huh. I would I would like for that to happen. Now, what is your big prediction? Um my big prediction is I think um I think something big is going to happen with Jason Momoa. I think he's going to Oh, okay. He's going to uh, maybe a romance? Yeah. Maybe a romance or or some big uh side project, like a like a brand partnership, a, a brand launch or a product launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a side hustle. He's either going to come out with like a fashion line, um, maybe maybe a cologne, yes. or maybe, maybe music. Maybe he's going to yeah. come out and drop an album or something. I think all three of those things. I think he should. Well, let's think- just let's let's just call it Momoa. You know that there it is. You got clothing. Yeah. You got cologne. You got music. Momoa. I love it all. It's, it's I a lifestyle. It <laughs> just just it's a lifestyle. That's all it is. Momoa. I'm living Momoa right now. <laughs> God, I love it. Listening, wearing, smelling like Momoa. <laughs> and Jason's like, you know what? I like it. Yeah, hopefully Doing he's it. listening and he's Forget like, get this whole Shiler, acting on thing. I'm on there. And you can credit Joe and Shiler for all of it. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this uh, recap of 2023. As we recap and discuss some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week, we're going to be off. Uh, we're taking a week off for the new year, but we'll be back in 2024. Don't worry. Recapping and discussing some of the big Hollywood news and gossip, which you can listen to at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcast. Happy New Year. And uh, for Shiler, I'm Joe from B1029, and we'll talk to you again in 2024. <laughs>